BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter Ledger in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. Or call 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. And by Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Inflation is going through the roof. Graham Ledger owns gold and silver, and you should consider it too. Go to bh-pm.com, bh-pm.com, or call 866-3-GOLD-25, 866-3-GOLD-25 for Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Thank you. All right, Mr. News. Hit Next on the Ledger Report... Don't get overwhelmed by this Marxist attack on our society, whether you live in a blue state or red state. Don't get mad. Get even. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of The Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego... One anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. Think of this. 74,000 mail-in ballots were counted with no clear record of them being ever sent. Other than that, it was very good. They were, there's no record of them being sent, but they were counted. So nobody knows where the hell are they, but we will count them. The county has refused to disclose how many of these 74,000 were in person early votes. There were nearly 4,000 people who voted with a registration date after the cutoff on October 15th. So you have a cutoff, a legal cutoff, but thousands of people voted, and that's illegal. Why did 4,000 people vote? Additionally, there were more than 11,000 individuals who were not on the voter rolls the day after the election. Think of that. They weren't on the voter rolls the day after the election, but who were on the list of voters that was published one month after the election. So they weren't there for the election, but a month later they happened to find them, okay? This alone is more than the supposed margin that you needed. It's 10,457 votes. We beat it in every category. There were 18,000 people who voted in Arizona in 2020, who were then purged from the rolls immediately after the election. 
And then 168,000 ballots were found to be printed on unofficial, very thin, flimsy paper. In other words, sounds to me like they were short of ballots and they just made them up. It was also revealed in a recent hearing that there are thousands and thousands of duplicated ballots that do not have a serial number, suggesting that votes may have been fraudulently duplicated and counted multiple times, time after time after time. You saw it in Georgia. You saw those people go in. They said, there's a water main break. Everybody leave. Everybody leave. Everybody got the hell out. They don't want to drown. They don't want a water main break. And a few minutes, a short while later, a woman, a political operative, we all know her name, we all know her name, and it should have been taken care of. It should have been taken care of. But a woman comes in, but it is now. It's in court, and it's a big deal. She came in with a group. She didn't go back to her machine. They went for the table. They lifted up the skirt of the table, and lo and behold, it was loaded up with ballots. But they weren't ballots that were in boxes that ballots come. They were in other, whether it was suitcases, it was totally different. They took those and they started putting them in, sometimes three times, sometimes five times, and they stood there. And I tell you what, I'll tell you what, when people looked at that, they got sick. People threw up looking at it. And law enforcement did very little. But now what's happening is I believe the courts are going to do a lot. It's a big deal going on. That was total criminal behavior. When they steal it from you and rig it, that's not easy, and we have to fight. We have no choice. We have to fight. Stop the tape. President is dead on target. And yes, I call on the President of the United States, and that is a double entendre because he is the 45th President of the United States, and tens of millions of Americans believe that Rightfully so, he is the existing president. It's, it's almost like you have a president in exile. He's in exile in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> He's been exiled in Mar-a-Lago. What a terrible place to be exiled. But in a sense, that's what we have in this country. Is there proof that I am right? Is there proof that tens of millions of Americans are correct? Well, the president was just talking about it in Arizona. They are deathly afraid. They. Who is they when I speak of they? They are deathly afraid of this audit in Arizona. They being, of course, the Democrat Marxist Party from Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi on down. They being any corrupt individual, possibly Republicans who don't like Donald Trump, don't like his hair, don't like his tweets, think he's mean, think he's selfish. I have a friend who feels this way. And I try and keep him on the rails saying, okay, you don't like his style, but look at his results. So people ask me when I go out and speak, well, who would you support for president of the United States? And I say, well, we have a guy who's, who has a track record in the White House of about, I don't know, by my scorekeeping, around 90%, 95% constitutional. And that's my yardstick. Always has been, always will be. And you know that. Well before Donald Trump arrived on the political horizon, Yours truly always used and always will use the United States Constitution as a yardstick to measure virtually everything we do in politics. I think virtually everything in politics can be measured in the end by using the founding document and the Declaration of Independence, which are meant to really be used uh, in unison. The president is right. Now is the time. Don't get mad. We need to fight back.
Don't get overwhelmed. We need to fight back. The only thing I would modify here, I know the president is relying on the courts in Georgia to rectify the situation. This is not the domain of the courts. This is the domain of the legislature in Georgia and the legislatures in all 50 states. Article 2, Section 1 of the United States Constitution gives this domain to the legislature. You don't want the courts involved here. The legislature should be stepping in. What is wrong with Governor Kemp in Georgia? I don't know. What is wrong with Governor Ducey in Arizona? I don't know. But both of those guys should be at the microphone like I am saying, you know what? Legislature, do your job. Hold your own investigation. Hold your own court. Hold that woman accountable and the, and the people accountable who put those ballots, those phony ballots, in those tubs. People call them suitcases. They look more like tubs, plastic tubs, you know, that I use for storage. Hold those people accountable. You want to hold them criminally accountable? Fine. That's wonderful. Do it. But it's the legislature that needs to hold them electorally accountable. And what they're doing in Arizona is terrifying the left. And at every turn, you will see the mainstream media attack the audit that's going on in Arizona. Don't believe them. They're going to discredit what the president is saying. Maybe the most important thing the president said in, in all the evidence in Arizona is the 18,000 who voted and then were purged. But there's also thousands and thousands of duplicate ballots that were apparently run. Those two things combined, whether you are a Democrat or Republican, this shouldn't matter. Party affiliation shouldn't matter. If there are ballots being run duplicate times, two times, three times, four times, five times, all Americans need to know the answer to this. All Americans need to know the truth. All Americans deserve, whether you voted for Biden or not, shouldn't matter. They're diluting your vote, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. They are attacking your franchise, whether you are a Democrat or Republican. And we all, as Americans, should be on the same page. Unfortunately, we're not. And so it's the few, the one-third of our society, Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter, we've got to be engaged and activated. I want to talk about that uh, on this here program. And by the way, this is not just Arizona. They're, as the president said, they're investigating Georgia. Pennsylvania looks like they're possibly, some of them are growing a spine. We'll see what happens. Potentially in Wisconsin, I'm hearing uh, now. And I don't know what's going on in Michigan. Michigan is all, as my grandfather used to say, all balled up. Never really knew exactly what that meant. But I think it was an ancient phrase from 100 years ago, approximately 100 years ago. All balled up means all messed up. You're all balled up, he would say. <laughs> what does that mean, Grandpa? This here program is brought to you by uh, three wonderful sponsors, uh, including Beverly Hills Precious Metals uh, Exchange, um, also MyPillow and Mike Lindell, and the folks at Relief Factor. And you can go to my website, GrahamLedger.com, and you can click through and when you receive the emails uh, for this here program. And if you're not on the email distribution list, just go to GrahamLedger.com. You can hit subscribe for free. You also have links to these fine uh, sponsors. Also on the Graham Ledger page right now is the Ledger Register question, would you comply with another mask mandate? Now this dovetails on what I'm talking about in terms of 
feeling overwhelmed. I know what you're feeling. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing this beautiful t-shirt. You can't see uh, on radio, aka podcasts. So I will describe it to our folks who are not watching. They're just listening. I'm wearing my beautiful MAGA red t-shirt. And it has simply emblazoned over the left breast 4524. It's actually 45 apostrophe 24. And most people understand exactly what that means. Uh, and uh, uh, if you don't, God bless you. And if you do, go to my website, GrahamLedger.com, and you can order one of these babies. Uh, right now, I'm out of the XLs. I'm just telling you, I'm out of the XLs, and I, I don't know when they're coming. But I'll, I'll tell you, these shirts are cut big. I, what I'm wearing right now is a medium, and I'm not a medium person. I usually wear large, so they're cut big, and it looks rather stylish on me, don't you think? I don't know, ladies. You let me know. 4524. You know exactly what that means. And um, I've got a lot of great feedback uh, where I, I wore this once at the gym and I decided not to wear it again. Not because I don't want to support the president, not because I'm not proud. I just don't want to. I'm at the gym to work out. And I'm, I'm not there to pick a political fight. Um, but needless to say, I got a lot of reaction. <laughs> so if you want to wear it at the gym, go ahead. Uh but I will wear it proudly anywhere else. I just, at the gym, it's almost like going to church. I, I just want to focus on what I'm doing there and not be bothered. Um, the president, in saying that we need to fight back, is dead on target. And this is the point of, of what I want to talk about here on this program. And we'll bring in um, my special friend, um, Clay Clark who is behind the reawakening tour in America. And effectively, that's what he's after as well. Um, I'm, I'm targeting it a little bit more, a little bit more specific and a little bit more tangible. And it's this, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, think back in 2009 and 2010 when we were in total shock that, number one, Barack Obama won. Well, of course, remember who he ran against. A real, I'm sorry, political loser. A real rhino. But he, he won the presidency, and then went pedal to the metal, just like Biden is doing in terms of turning this country in the direction of communism, Marxism. And the number one thing he was doing at the time was trying to foist Obamacare on the American people. And that's what galvanized our Tea Party movements. There were videos, there were speeches, there were movements, and, and we fused it all together Beginning in 2010 and then going into 2012, that period of time, we were energized, we were motivated, we were focused, and we took out rhinos, we primaried rhinos, and we got some real good people, and this is what ushered in the era of Ted Cruz and Rand Paul and Marco Rubio, which I tend to, you know, wonder where he's coming from sometimes, sometimes Marco's on, sometimes Marco's polo. He's lost. I just think of the game. We used to play in the pool. Marco Polo, Marco Polo. I think of, I think of Marco Rubio. But okay, he's one of us. And, and this is part of my point. We need to put aside our petty differences with Marco Rubio and just pull him on board, okay? We need to set our, take our petty differences away from one another. Uh, if you don't like uh, a particular uh, woman in your organization, forget it. You know, work with them. Try and focus on what we have in common with each other, even some of the rhinos. Some of the rhinos are not repairable, Liz Cheney, for example. But some of the rhinos are malleable. So those are the ones we want to work with. 
Some of the rhinos are like Nancy Pelosi. Forget about it. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to change anything. But the malleable middle, so the, the rhinos that are malleable and, and the people who are on the fence and don't know, you need to educate them, you need to bring them on board, part of this movement. What I'm suggesting here is pretty clear, and that is we need to revive the Tea Party movement. You want to call it the Tea Party movement? That's fine. I suggest a possible rebrand. You know, I don't really care. You can call it the Graham Ledger Party. I don't care. You can call it the, uh, the movement of a movement party. It, it, it doesn't matter as long as we're there and we are engaged, but we can't rely on the courts. We've got to rely on our system. We've got to rely on our Constitution. And we've got to do what the framers did 240 years ago. And remember what they did. And it's infused all over the Constitution, especially in Article 5. They met. They had conventions, they used to call them. That's where our power was back when Obama was in office. That was our base. And we got kind of happy, we got kind of complacent when we had a guy in the Oval Office who was doing the damage for us, a lot of it. What we should have done was we should have doubled down. This is a mistake that we made. We got complacent. We kind of sit back and relax. Got a majority in the House and the Senate, and we got a guy in the White House who can do a lot of damage. And the president did do a lot of damage despite, and I mean despite, the majorities in the House and the Senate. Remember, when the president, President Trump, first took office, it was a Paul Ryan-led House of Representatives and Mitch McConnell in the United States Senate. And what did they get done? They got tax cuts. Whoop-de-doo. We all know tax cuts aren't permanent. How about eliminating the 16th Amendment, Paul? <laughs> Never going to happen, right? Never going to happen. They're not going to think outside the box like that. But we need to, and we need to force them to think that way. And when I speak of being overwhelmed, it's like whack-a-mole out there right now. And I get overwhelmed sometimes. You have uh, Cuomo in, in New York saying he's got to go door to door and put people in cars to go get the jab, whether they want it or not. You have the nutcase in California who's facing a recall on September 14th. It's actually the entire mo uh, month of, well, it's like half the month of August and half the month of September. It's like uh, Hanukkah on steroids in California. This is voting for weeks. They're going to mail all the ballots. There's 22, approximately 22 million so-called registered voters in California. Every single so-called registered voter is going to get a ballot. And I say so-called because there are about 2 million, at least 2 million more registered voters than there are eligible voters in California. So, ah, it's just, so there's going to be more ballots sent out than there are people who should be getting them. Dead people, multiple people, crack houses in uh, Los Angeles, you name it. Those ballots are going to be everywhere. And then they're going to ballot harvest and, and likely Gavin Newsom's going to survive the recall. I, you know, and I, I'm in the chatter among Republicans in California, and they're like, oh, Larry Elder, or oh, Kevin Kiley, or oh, so-and-so. There, there's a real movement. And, I, and I, I say to them, you know, with all due respect, look around your neighbors. Look around you. The majority in California, the liberal Marxist majority, are they saying, hey, they're energized to get rid of Gavin Newsom? No, I'm sorry, they're not. They're not. You have to face reality, folks. We can't live in a fantasy world. 
We'll see what happens in California. I hope I'm wrong. But the point is, Newsom's off the chart again. He's now mandating the vaccine for anybody who's effectively a state employee. And by the way, defund the police movement has worked beautifully in Oakland, California, where former Senator Barbara Boxer was accosted, assaulted, and robbed right by the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Now, I was a child growing up in San Francisco. Once in a while, I'm a Giants fan, right? At least I used to be. Candlestick Park froze my rear end off there. Once in a while, we would travel over to Oakland, and my mom hated it. Because even back then, Oakland was a cesspool. And imagine now, I don't I can't imagine even driving through Oakland. You want to drive as fast as possible. Now, there's some okay parts of Oakland, the Oakland Hills, where the fires were a couple decades ago. But most of Oakland is a rat hole. You can substitute rat with another word if you want. And of course, their leadership, their political leadership is defunding the police. Well, why don't you ask Barbara Boxer how well that has worked Uh, in Oakland, especially in that area of Oakland, right by the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Do they still call it that? I don't know. Where the Raiders used to play and the uh, the A's, I still believe, play. Uh, That was the most dangerous part of our, 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 our little trip to Oakland when we would go to A's games once in a while, was there's a BART station, Bay Area Rapid Transit, there's a BART station right there at the Coliseum, which was a smart move when they built BART. The problem is, it's about a 200, maybe 500-yard waltz between BART and the Coliseum gates. And we were like little targets, little white targets. <laughs> That's how I learned to run fast. Okay, so you got out of control in, in the blue states, of course, and you people in the red states, in Florida, Texas, and uh, Arkansas, and uh, other red states out there. You say, ah, don't worry about it. Well, let me ask you something. Do you have a VA in Texas? Yeah, I think you do. Well, look what Joe Biden is doing with the VA, mandating everybody. So you live in Texas, you work at the VA, guess what? You're going to have to get the shot, according to Joe Biden. And in Florida, where you're safely read, do you have schools? Well, guess what? The CDC just mandated. Mandated. Well, it's a recommendation, but you know the way these school boards look at things. They're Marxists, a lot of them. Even the ones in the red states are Marxists. Because that's who is attracted to the school boards. They want to insulate the unions. They want to protect the unions as much as possible. And even if there is a a non-union school district out there, they still have this mentality. I don't know of any non-union school districts out there, but there might be some. But the bottom line is if you have a school board, if you have schools, the CDC is now recommending that all kids wear a mask. Now... I'm not going to go through the evidence again here. I'm just going to tell you, as I said to somebody last night, the common sense, what would your grandmother say about wearing a mask all day long? And we know we've had umpteen amounts of evidence, number one, that masks don't work, and number two, that they're detrimental, especially to young people, in terms of deprivation of oxygen, just starting there. But after wearing the mask all day long, they've had the damn things analyzed, and guess what? They're full of bacteria, filled with all kind of toxic bacteria. And so you can't get complacent in the red states. And by the way, you don't want to have your red states Californiaized either, do you? So it's tea party time again, ladies and gentlemen. I would modify it a little bit this time. I ran a tea party group 
one of the things that we didn't do well, and I think women need to come to the forefront. Most of the Tea Party groups are run by women anyway. Uh, just like the Republican Women Federated groups, they're run very well. They're, they're very motivated uh, and they communicate better than men do. I would suggest that the Tea Party groups communicate better this time around. I would call them the 1776. That's it. Just 1776 because that's where we are. Um, rebrand. The only reason why I'm suggesting rebrand is because I don't care about the media. I don't care about the leftists. Oh, it's a Tea Party group. Oh, they're, they're a bunch of idiots. I don't care about that. That's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is the IRS. And don't be so formal this time. Don't be collecting dues. Don't file for any kind of 501c3 or 50c4 or whatever status. Don't do it. Stay under the radar. Don't fly under the radar for sure in terms of monies. Focus your attention, I would say, and I mean this in the bottom of my heart, okay, Less on candidates and more on the process. Candidates are going to be part of the process. But Tea Party groups need to focus more on the school boards, on the city councils, on the boards of supervisors, even the HOAs. I'm not kidding you. There's an HOA I know of in a red state that has a very red governor. And they were going against, for example, mask uh, freedom. The governor went out of his way to, to sign legislation that masks cannot be mandated, yet this HOA was mandating the mask. So write down to your HOA. And that's a great place to start, by the way. It's a great feeder. You know, go HOA to city council or supervisor, school board. And this is what the Democrats have done so well. It's their farm system. And then they spring up to the state level or the, or the federal level. We need to do the same thing, okay? Why reinvent the wheel? It's worked very well for the Democrats. Look at Ayach. She didn't even go in the farm system. She went straight up to uh, AAA and then bam. <laughs> so um, the other thing I would recommend highly is specialize, okay? Don't try and do everything. That's where you get overwhelmed, and it is overwhelming out there. So uh, while I think all Tea Party groups uh, need to focus on certain local issues, but remember, if you have um, a city, uh, for example, like Chicago, and uh, you have multiple Tea Party groups, you don't necessarily want to overlap your work, and this is where the, the communication comes in, okay? So the Tea Party groups in Chicago need to communicate, and this Tea Party group is going to push for the Convention of the States and, and make sure that Illinois uh, gets on board with the Convention of the States to amend the United States Constitution. Or, or this um, Tea Party group is going to specialize in interfacing with the school board. Uh, this Tea Party group is going to uh, specialize in uh, making sure that the state government, the legislature, is following the Constitution, you know, whatever, however you want to specialize it, divvy it out. So there is no duplication of effort here, especially in a state like California. You know, California boasted probably the most Tea Party groups anywhere in the country and, and potentially the most active. And there still are active Tea Party groups uh, in California. But I'm telling you, folks, it's time to reorganize and re-energize the Tea Party groups and have a rapid response arm of the Tea Party groups 
for things that happen that are unexpected, expectedly unexpected, I guess I should say, and for the long-term, long haul. This is, in my opinion, the only way we beat back this Marxist attack on this country at the federal level, at the state level, and at the local level. We need to refocus our energy on the Tea Party groups. And if it means using the courts as part of the process, that's fine. If you want to go and sue your local school board for infusing critical race when they say they're not infusing critical race, that's fine. That's fine. You can use the third branch of government. I just wouldn't rely on it. We need to remotivate and refocus. This is our time. And whether you live in a blue state or a red state, this is our time. Our time to regroup, reorganize, don't get mad, get even. Joining me now, the man behind the reawakening tour that's going across America right now. More on that in just a moment. Also, the man behind the Thrive Time radio or podcast program, Clay Clark. Clay, I've been talking about how it's, you know, we, we, we are being attacked right. by Marxists in Washington, D.C., Marxists in blue states, but also there are Marxists within red states as well. And how it's so important right now that we need to organize yep. and get our act together. True. And push back in unison. You know, yep. we're rugged individual Americans, but there are times where we have to work together like the Democrat Marxist Democrats do, and they do it so well. So you have uh, been undertaking the reawakening tour now for a few months. I yep. went to the event Anaheim. It was very, very nice. A great group of people. What is your goal behind uh, having the reawakening tour across America? Great question. Um, first off, I can say uh, this is something I had never thought about doing never had a goal i was uh at my home and uh january of 2020 like so many americans uh however with my home uh my home is i record a lot of shows out of my house and we have about a million listeners every week that listen to our podcast called the thrive time show business school without the bs and my listeners are reaching out saying to me how am i supposed to open my business if we have to do a wuhan style lockdown and I thought it's a good question. So I began to research and I found that five epiphanies were very, five pieces of information were, were not commonly known, but needed to be known. I found out that the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die, those those models were false. The models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID were false. The PCR tests were falsely calibrated. Uh, in fact, the founder of the PCR test, Kerry Mullis, said that Dr. Fauci is a pathological liar. This is January of 2020. COVID-19 is 100 percent treatable using budesonide, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine because the NIH actually said the most effective treatment for SARS-CoV-2 was hydroxychloroquine. This is in January of 2020. I found out that the, there was a patent filed for the COVID-19 shots before COVID-19 even existed. Hmm. And I found out that Klaus Schwab was working on this thing called COVID-19, the Great Reset, which stands for a Certificate of Vaccination IDAI. Um, and I thought that is, you know, I mean, if you need like a, a sign to wake you up, I mean, uh, that's why so many Venezuelans who I've listened to are so alarmed and are so passionate about helping to save this country. This is why so many Cuban Americans love this country, because they understand what Marxism looks like. It's pure evil. Yeah. And I looked up the symbolism, using, calling it Corona. Corona uh, has six letters in it. OK, the, the C is the third letter of the alphabet. O is the 15th, 18th, 15th. The, the N is the 14th. A is the first letter. So when you see the 666 symbolism everywhere, when you see that Bill Gates is working on an actual patented 
technology. This is a real patent. Your listeners can look up right now. The patent is W02020060606. What? That's a cryptocurrency to make the system that it's a cryptocurrency inside the human body that makes it where no man can buy or sell unless he has this technology. I recognized, okay, something's going on. So I told my wife, I said, hey, Vanessa, I feel like I need to uh, share the truth. And I need to, our podcast where we never talk about religion or politics. I feel like that's what I need to focus on is share the truth. And so I was doing that. And the goal, Graham, was to kill the spirit of fear. We had three goals. Kill the spirit of fear. Two, let people know the truth. The Great Reset, COVID-19, the Great Reset, election fraud, medical fraud. It's a real thing that happens in communist countries. Election fraud is a real thing. And three, get people back to God and back involved. And so uh, I began that process. And then Graham, in, uh, in, in uh, July of 2020, I received a text message from Charles Kolaw referencing a Kim Clement prophecy that called me by name. I thought that's really weird. I've ne- I don't know who Kim Clement is. I've never met Kim Clement. Kim Clement is deceased. Um, that's weird. Um, and then on the same day, I got that prophecy. One America News, uh, Newsmax and other outlets reached out to me and President Trump's administration reached out and asked if I could come to a deregulation event all on July 16th. And it's like I get a text message with a Kim Clement prophecy. That's weird. And then I, my next call, CJ Wheeler, who, you know, from Book It CJ, she calls me and says, Jen Pellegrino wants to interview you in D.C. on July 16th. I put my phone down. Richard Manning, who, you know, says, hey, the Trump administration would like for you to attend a deregulation event. Then I put my phone down again. Another the next message coming in. CJ Wheeler, Newsmax wants to interview you. I realized Lynn Wood is calling me. Uh, Roger Stone's calling me. Perhaps God is pointing out that I need to do more. And so I didn't want to do it. I called General Flynn. I said, General Flynn, I feel like God wants me to do a a reopen America tour with you. Um, Do you want to do it? And again, you know, and he says, yeah, yeah, I know We, we need to do it through the church. Yep. And so that was another confirmation. I mean, I got this Kim Clement prophecy. And then within two hours, Graham, of getting a Kim Clement prophecy, I'm getting a Newsmax and a One America and a Trump administration invite. So many things came together. And at a certain point, I'm going, I can't do nothing. I, I, I can't be a weak, passive, freedom loving American. I, I can't do it. I, and I've been that for so long. And I just want to repent and apologize for anybody who's known me previous to this year when God really quickened me. And um, I was a guy who, you know, would not ever speak out and stand up like you, Graham. You've been doing this for a long time. So uh, when General Flynn said yes, uh, here we went. So we had 45,000 people, almost 50,000 people request tickets to the event in Tulsa. 7.1 million people streamed online. 4,500 people showed up. We did the next event in uh, uh, Anaheim. Uh, we had uh, almost 9,000 people in attendance at that, or in, in Tampa, I'm sorry, in, in Tampa, almost 9,000 people in attendance for that. We went out to Anaheim, Pastor Church, turned every inch of that church, every inch of that parking lot into a facility to host this. And we have a three final confirmed events. We're going to San Antonio in November, Michigan in August, and uh, uh, Colorado in September. So what's the goal? Kill the spirit of fear. Let people know the models are false. The PCR tests are false. The treatments are real. Two, let people know the truth that COVID-19, the Great Reset, is their plan. It is their plan. Wake up. It is their plan. Election fraud, medical fraud. It is their plan. And three, we got to get people involved. And Graham, people are getting involved once they recognize the horrific nature of the agenda of the depopulation 
pro depopulation globalists. I mean, let me tell you how you depopulate uh, a room. You, you, you kill people. Yeah. I mean, these, well, these we, we talk about the vaccines and, you know, the vaccines are being uh, pushed now at the federal level, at state levels. No one is safe. And by the way, Clay, I'm, and I know you know this, is that the people who have had these so-called vaccines, which are not vaccines, yeah. uh, there's some sort of medical device, are shedding. So when we shake hands and we haven't had the vaccine, we shake hands with someone who's had the vaccine. They potentially shed it onto us. And now there are people we have doctors, good doctors who are swearing that they have patients coming in yep. with symptoms that are similar to the side effects that people are experiencing from getting the jab and they never have had the jab. And so this is very, very scary. But, you know, I was at your event in Anaheim and I noticed how you mentioned how you've uh, brought in all these wonderful speakers like General Flynn and, yep. and and Roger Stone and on down. But many of them speak about God and speak about Christ. And it's important. It's, it's important that we don't shy away. See, we have become a little bit gun shy because the mainstream media pounds us and pounds us and pounds us and say yep. we can't wear our religion on our sleeve. Well, we should. Because this country was founded on Christian. A lot of people like to say Judeo-Christian, but in reality, it was Christian principles this country was founded upon. And in order to tear down and make over this country, the Marxists have to attack everything relating to our foundation, and everything foundational to this country is based on the Bible and, and Christianity, our individual right. freedom, our individual liberty is based on individual salvation that is right there in the New Testament. And so yeah. what I found wonderful, and I don't care if it turns off some people, is that the message of God was interfused in the message of political activism at your events. Well, I would look at it like this. If you're drawing a uh, org chart of my life. Or of your listeners life, everyone, we just think for a second, what really matters? OK, so I, I call it the F6 life, F6, OK, F6. So you have six F's. Uh, and you really have to think wisely about these F's, okay? F number one is your, your faith, then your family, finances, fitness, friendship, fun. We only have 24 hours in a day, you know? What are we going to prioritize? Faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun. I met one guy at the conference. i think pretty positive. He, he focuses primarily on fun. And I love the guy, but he's like, bro, bro, man, this was amazing, bro, bro. Oh, man, I'm not even really into politics, but I came because it's like general plan and Mike Lindell, man, and Roger Stone, man. Oh, yeah, and he, you could tell this guy is a libertarian. Okay, you could tell this guy uh, loves his ability to his, his freedom to smoke something. He did. Robert Kennedy, man, is awesome, dude. Bro, his freedom is great. Now he clearly prioritizes fun. That's his. That's his deal. He appears to be a single guy. I tried to talk to the guy. Not a lot of priorities. Not a lot of responsibilities. He's just having fun. He's just coming for a good time. However, the vast majority of people were coming because faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun. They prioritize faith. Yep. So when you prioritize faith and if you actually read the actual Bible, not if you, if you don't just listen to what I'm saying about the Bible, it's very dangerous to listen to me and say, well, because this guy's had because this guy's had some success in business, I'm going to not read the Bible when he talks. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to listen to what he says. The Bible says that's that's dangerous. OK. So I'm just going to read to you from the Bible and the listeners can ask themselves, what does this mean? Matthew chapter five, verse 10 reads, blessed are ye which are persecuted for 
his righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. How I take that is if you are persecuted for standing up for your faith, you'll be blessed in heaven. That's how I pro that's what I'm reading. But I think it, we've perverted it as a country where it's like if you avoid persecution by being politically correct at all times, then somehow you'll get a book deal. It's not what the Bible wants. It's not what Christianity uh, teaches. Christianity teaches us to stand up for our rights. Right. Inherent in, in the Bible. Right. Now, so you faith comes first. OK, right. then to me, it's family, then finances, then fitness. I, and I, I have different priorities. I'm just telling you what I do. So my family, I'm just being real. I have a family member right now who was just told this week. True story. This is last night. She's not allowed to come to her family reunion. Yeah. because she won't get vaccinated. Right. Her own family saying, we no longer want you at any of our family things because you will not take the SM-102 Luciferase RNA modifying nanotechnology known as the COVID-19 shots, which was developed by Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, and Charles Lieber. Charles Lieber is the Harvard professor who was working on nanotechnology for the Chinese who was arrested. Look him up. He was arrested yeah. for failing to disclose he's making $50,000 a month Bill Gates chose to befriend the world's most prolific pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, who is working on creating his own race of people. And Bill Gates has a spiritual advisor by the name of Marina Abramovich, who admits to being a spirit cooker who prays to Satan. What? And the family says, you can't you can't uh, come to the reunion. And you might say, well, Clay, that is very discouraging. But Matthew also says, OK, talks about peace. It says, let us not. OK, folks, everyone look this up. I want everyone to look it up. OK, I'm looking it up right now. This is from Matthew, the Bible. OK, Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 34, it says, think not that I've come to bring a peace, uh, send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. What? That part isn't taught often at churches. OK, well, let's read the next verse. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter in law against her mother in law. What? Verse 36. And a man's foes shall be in their be in his own household. He that loveth loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. What God's saying is he wants you to put faith first. And so that's why we put God in everything. And I can it's tell first, you, but also if you have to fight for it, fight for it, um, you know, fight for your rights, fight for re your religious liberty. That's who we are as Americans and Americans who are Christians. And by the way, this doesn't exclude uh, people who are of the Jewish faith either, because the same tenants effectively are taught in, in the Old Testament and they're woven in there as well. So one more time, August 19th is Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. September 24 is Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yes, yep. And November 11th is uh, San Antonio. So uh, there are some wonderful uh, full events uh, to come, Clay. And if people want to sign up, they want to go to one of these events, yep. what's the best way? What website? What, what you're going to do right now, if you want to get the, there's three big ideas you have to get. You go to thrivetimeshow.com. That's thrivetimeshow.com. And when you get to the website, uh, you, you're going to see, you go, oh, wow, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, General Flynn, Jim Caviezel. You'll see all these names and you're going to go, oh, wow. Well, what, what, do I, what do I pay? Well, what we did is I felt like God didn't tell me with an audible voice, but I felt like I grew up poor. OK, so I felt like God wanted me to make it where everybody could afford to be there. So you can literally name your own price. 
So we say 250 would be nice if you would pay that because that will help us to pay for the speakers and the security and the lights and the travel and so many costs. However, whatever you can afford. So I just talked to a lady yesterday who says, I'm embarrassed to say it, but um, we don't, we, 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 as a couple, we can pay just about $20 because we've lost pretty much everything. Uh, is that okay? And I only talked to her because one of our call reps said that this lady demanded to speak to me to make sure it was okay. She didn't want to think we we're manipulating her. And I'm like, no, no, because I get it. It costs some money to get to these right. things. Right. So we want everybody to get to the event. And we can also stream the events online. But I do believe Hebrews 10.25 instructs us to not forsake the gathering, even as we draw closer to the end. And I want everyone to come to this because when you get to the event, you're going to gain the knowledge. That's exciting. You now, you now you know the truth. You, we kill the spirit of fear. You know the truth. You get back to God. Two, you're going to meet new friends. You need to make connections, add, add new contacts into yeah, your yeah. phone. Oh, and yeah. three, you're going to meet resources. I'm going to introduce you to the attorneys and doctors and politicians who are fighting back for and your who freedom. Knows, you might be able to meet Mike Lindell, who spent a lot of time in Anaheim when I was there just talking to people yes, who were uh, at the event. So one more time. I'm out of time, Clay. Sure. It's thrivetimeshow.com. Thrivetimeshow.com. That's thrivetimeshow.com. And I just want to say this before you hang up on me. Um, your show is so important for people to listen to your show on an ongoing basis because you're a guy that's unapologetically sharing uh, faith and freedom. You can't have freedom without faith. You can't have patriotism without prayer. You're standing up for the right reasons, for the right things. And you're part of the new media that I believe is going to replace the, the old mainstream media. But if it wasn't for bold people like you, leaving mainstream media to go to these formats, to go to these these platforms, um, people wouldn't hear the truth. So I encourage everybody to subscribe to your podcast and to buy whatever they can from your subscribers, because you're really leading the charge in a lot of ways. And I just want to say hats off uh, and thank you to you, to you, Graham, and your, your team. You're really doing a great service for America. And thank you uh, for that uh, plug. I appreciate it. And I'll leave you with this, uh, Clay. Uh, from the Bible as well. Good can only or evil can only prevail when good is silent. And we need to be the silent majority needs to be silent. No more. Evil Amen. can only prevail when good is silent. And we need to be silent. No more out of time. Thank you, Clay. God bless you. Take care, brother. So great example of what I'm talking about. Let's say you live in uh, Philadelphia, which is enemy territory, right? Uh, and you're part of a Tea Party group or a 1776. You can put pressure on your state legislature. Maybe this is your focus to put pressure on the state legislature to do its Article two, Section one job. And that is clean up the voter rolls. Maybe that's just your focus. Maybe you want to work in unison with Voter Integrity Project. Now, as far as I know, voter integrity only exists in uh, California and Arizona. I could be wrong on that, but there are probably similar groups in in other states. Let's say you want to focus on cleaning up the voter rolls and that's your focus. That's great. Doesn't mean you can't multitask and support candidates at the same time. Fine. But remember how we ran our tea parties, what, now 12, 13 years ago? We focused on candidates and we wasted a lot of time there because we could have been focusing on other issues as well, issues that are within our control sending groups down to the board of supervisors to push back against a mask mandate, for example. You know, even though you may live in Texas, maybe you live in San Antonio, or not San Antonio, excuse me, in Austin. I have San Antonio on my mind because of the reawakening tour. You live in Austin. You know, you have the little pocket of blue inside the red, and you, don't, you like Austin, and you don't want it to become any more blue, 
So you go down, you send a squad down to the uh, board of supervisors or the city council, and and you and you push back and you and let your voices be heard. This is how we we do it. And by the way, the recall in California is not just relegated to the governor. There's multiple local recalls going on, including trying to recall the maniac George Soros back district attorney in Los Angeles. And I have a feeling that's going to be a bipartisan recall. I have a feeling that one's going to work. I have a feeling this guy Gascon is going to be gone. Gascon, gone. Here's your campaign slogan. But my point is, is that we have to re-energize and recharge our Tea Party groups. Call them Tea Party. Call them 1776. I don't care. This is how we engage. And the left is very fearful of that. The Marxist left is very fearful of that. Because if we can get one-third of this country engaged and oppose the Marxist takeover that's going on in this country, we can beat it back. But our time is now. We need to network. We need to reorganize. We need to re-energize. And we need to put these petty differences aside. Okay, And I call them petty because in the big picture they are petty. If you don't like a libertarian because of his or her beliefs on um, foreign affairs, for example, okay, fine. Let's just put that in a compartment and focus on the task at hand. What I'm saying is it's time to reignite the flame that we lit through the tea parties a little more than a decade ago. And yeah, maybe rebrand them to 1776, whatever. I'm just suggesting 1776 because I think it says it all. Don't get mad. Right now, it is our time to get even. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>